Hello. Today, we're in the Book of Beginnings, Genesis. We're with Abram, a few years before his name is changed to Abraham. He's been seeking to follow the call of God. He's just come back from a rescue mission, which is why chapter 15 begins with, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land, to take possession of it. But Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he didn't cut in half. Then birds of prey came down the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generations, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, and said, To your descendants I give this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. There are so many amazing things, so many firsts in this chapter. Let us focus on two truths. Abram is chosen and loved, and so are we. It's the first record of the word of the Lord being personalised. God uses Abraham's name. God, who names and numbers all the stars, knows our names as well. It's the first time we hear God saying, Do not be afraid, or fear not. He tells Abraham, I am your shield, your very great reward. Abraham responds with a but, and God lets him pour out his fears. Then God affirms the promises he has made that will be fulfilled through Abraham whom he has chosen and called. In verse 6 we see two other firsts. The first time the particular words that mean accredited and righteousness are used. Notice is said that this was brought about because Abraham believed. The word for believed means in effect Abraham said Amen to the truth of what God promised. This verse is the beginning of faith in the Bible at the deepest sense. Everyone who believes in God is a son of Abraham because of this. Faith is believing in God that what he says is true. Abraham was chosen, and so are we. It is an act of grace. Jesus said, You did not choose me, 
but I chose you. Also notice that it's followed by another question from Abraham. How can I know? There's no expression of doubt, for Abraham is saying, O sovereign Lord. But it's simply more like saying, I believe, but help with my unbelief, or the part that I simply can't see or understand. God answers by asking Abraham to do something, a ritual that would have been familiar to him, cutting a covenant. It was the most solemn form of oath known. Two leaders would walk between the halved carcasses with an oath that if they broke this agreement, they would become like the sacrificed animals. Here we have promises, assured with the penalty of death for the oath breaker. Abram prepares the sacrifices, laying them out, and waits for the ritual to begin. Then amazingly and uniquely, God does something unheard of. When the time comes for the covenant to be made, God sends Abram to sleep. God is making a covenant that is unconditional on Abram's part. Human covenants are often broken, but this covenant is established by the unchanging God. The promises are all coming from God, who will not break them. And even if Abram or his descendants break the covenant, as they do, the penalty will not fall on them. But God will take that on himself. This is a foreshadowing of the cross, where Jesus takes upon himself the penalty for our covenant breaking, our sin. When God said to Abraham, I am your shield and very great reward, it was the beginning of God giving himself to us, to redeem us, bringing us into a personal relationship with him. When we believe God, putting our faith in Jesus' sacrifice, then God's righteousness is credited to us. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So now let's wait before God. If you are coming to this for the first time and have no assurance that you are chosen or loved, perhaps start where Abraham started. Maybe pray, Lord, I want to believe in you, to know you, that I am loved. How can I know our Father, who sees our hearts, has been with us every day of our lives, will answer you to give you that assurance? For us who have known this for some time, let us spend some time today giving thanks and praise to our Heavenly Father. Even if we're not feeling loved, let us thank and give a sacrifice of praise to him, for his promises, in fact, have been fulfilled in Jesus' act of unconditional love towards us. Also, today, who do we know that needs to hear that they are loved unconditionally by God? How can we show this to them in word and deed? Now the God who has loved us with an everlasting love and has brought us into the bonds of an everlasting covenant, support us all our days with everlasting arms until the day when he places everlasting joy upon our heads. Amen.